Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 73 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for continuing to bring us up higher and teach us more about your ways. Help us learn more about you today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what's happening in John chapter 5. The chapter opens at a pool, a miraculous pool that heals people when an angel comes down and stirs up the water. The first one in receives the healing. Jesus sees a man who had been sick for 38 years. The Amplified Bible tells us it is a deep-seated and lingering disorder. He needed a miraculous healing for sure. However, he also made excuses as to why he hadn't received it. He had no one to help him. And while he was saying this, the great physician chose to heal him. We aren't told why Jesus healed him or that he healed anyone else who was sick at the pool. We just know that he did. And after the excuse of having no one to help him, Jesus gave him a command. He gave him something to do. That was to pick up his mat and go home, which was something he was unable to previously do. And of course, it was the Sabbath, a day when healing and picking up anything like a mat and walking home would have been against the approved Sabbath day activities. Of course, this raised some problems for them both. When Jesus saw him later at the temple, he told the man to stop sinning or something worse would happen to him. And as he told more people, the Jewish people, more of them turned against Jesus and they became determined to kill him. Well, Jesus always has a reason for doing everything he does. And maybe the reason he healed this man was to stir up the hearts of those who were against him. We don't know, but we do know he is always in control. Verse 24 is underlined in my Bible and says, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, the person whose ears are open to my words, who listens to my message and believes and trusts in and clings to and relies on him who sent me, has, possesses now eternal life. Well, in a world full of judgment and condemnation, these words are full of life and grace. It's like a breath of life entering our spirit. Judgment and condemnation are burdens we, most of us anyway, carry around with us. They make us feel less than worthy, less than able, and less than those around us. Thankfully, Jesus says he won't judge us even if we judge ourselves harshly or others judge us harshly. Our sins are forgiven and we have his blessing of eternal life, which we are in possession of right now. Imagine that. We have already passed over out of death and into life. Then Jesus tells the Pharisees their hearts are not for God. They know all the rituals and believe they will be saved by them, but their hearts are cold towards the Lord. Verse 42 says, but I know you and recognize and understand that you have no love of God in you. Lastly, Jesus tells them Moses himself would accuse them. Well, let's fully surrender ourselves, our hearts to God, because Jesus sees our hearts, even if we try and hide from him. There is no hiding, friend. So let's allow him to do the work in us he needs to do in order for us to be totally his. Let's see what's happening in 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Paul writes to the church about his coming to see them again. He is hoping he will not find them living sinful lives. He challenges them to look deeply at themselves, to ascertain if they are walking in faith and have the fruit to show for it. He does not want to have to deal harshly with them when he comes to them. His advice in verse 11 is good for us today. He wrote, live in peace. And then the God of love, who is the source of affection, goodwill, love, and benevolence toward men, and the author and promoter of peace will be with you. Such wise words to live by. Live in peace, and the author of peace will be with us. 
Lastly, Paul gives them an ending blessing, which we may receive as well. I encourage you to take your time reading the last few verses of this chapter and meditate on God's goodness. Let's see what's happening with the Israelites in Numbers chapter 29. The offerings listed in this chapter were for the feasts, which were also in addition to the offerings made as a vow, free will offerings, burnt offerings, cereal offerings, drink offerings, and peace offerings. We remember that God is holy, and these offerings were made to be in relationship with God. Chapter 30 is all about vows. We have visited the concept of vows when reading previous chapters. There were not many real vows made throughout the Old Testament, but there were some. Vows made to God were not to be broken except in the conditions outlined in chapter 30. A father or a husband could reverse a woman's vow. However, a man's vow appears to be not breakable, according to verse 2. Well, let's look at Psalm 73. We start book three with this psalm. It is written by Asaph, who was King David's choir director, if you will. He is disillusioned at first with the riches and seemingly good fortune of the wicked. In fact, he writes a lot about this. But in the end, he realizes their final plight is not good. They will not fare well when it comes to eternity. One of my favorite verses is verse 25, where he writes, Whom have I in heaven but you? And I have no delight or desire on earth besides you. Yes, our Lord resides in heaven, and he is our delight here on earth as we traverse this life. When we become disenchanted with the way of the world, we need only read this psalm and realize we aren't the first and we won't be the last to be disenchanted. Verse 28 is also full of wisdom. It says, but it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God and made him my refuge that I may tell of all your works. Yes, our trust is in the Lord. Let us pray. Oh Lord, help us come to you and you only. May you be our refuge and our high tower. Let us rely solely on you. Help us stand firm in our faith today and every day, no matter what our circumstances look like. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.